Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. Okay, I have a couple of pressing topics to cover this morning, and and later on, uh, I do want to talk about the the 12-year-old boy over in Newark who collapsed and died at a youth football league practice last week. I mean, that's, that's tragic enough. But then it was revealed that none of the football coaches on hand had any training in CPR, nor was there a defibrillator at the practice. And to me, in this day and age of youth sports, that is simply unacceptable. And again, we'll get into this later on in the hour. But first up, Now with the Super Bowl behind us, my thoughts turn to warm and sunny days in Florida and Arizona, and I'm talking, of course, about spring training and how hopes always spring eternal when you're a baseball fan and everything looks so optimistic for your team's chances for the coming season. But remember, Major League Baseball is going to have a different look this year, a very different look in a lot of ways. Lots and lots of new rule changes are going to be implemented during spring training games, help the players and the umpires and the fans become accustomed to these modifications. Now look, look, we all know that change in life, yeah, it's always hard, and sometimes change is a good thing. But the question I have is, with all these new baseball rule changes, are they really going to help the game? More importantly, Will they attract more fans, especially younger fans? Or are these changes, are they just designed to basically just speed up the game? So in short, I have lots of questions as Major League Baseball embarks on a bold pathway for the 2023 season. And to help in our conversation this morning, I want to introduce Dom Scala, who, quite frankly, is a baseball lifer. Dom was a star third baseman uh, back in the day at St. John's University. He was drafted in the sixth round by Oakland Athletics, member of the 1978 World Series champion New York Yankees, spent 18 years as the head coach at Adelphi University, who he was named as Northeast 10 Conference Coach of the Year. Dom was inducted into the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame in 2021. And for the last couple of decades, he's been running Dom Scala Baseball Camps. You can find out more about what he does at DomScalaBaseball.com. In other words, as I said, he's a lifer. And Dom, good morning. Thank you for coming on this morning. I very much appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me, and I'm a big fan of the show. Thank good. you. Thank you. And, and friends, we'll open the phone lines because this is going to – this is going to engender some, some conversation this morning about these changes uh, with baseball. And, of course, the, 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 the phone lines here at WFAN are 877-337-6666. Now, again, I mentioned that the MLB is going to put all these changes in. They're going to do it right in this beginning of spring training when the games get going in a couple of weeks. There's going to be a pitch clock to speed up the game with pitchers. Pitchers are allowed only two throws to first base. Uh, balks will be called more often. No more defensive shifts in the infield. The bases themselves are going to be larger. They've been called <laughs> Alex Cora of the Red Sox that look like pizza boxes. But the idea <laughs> is to make it shorter distance to steal a base and hope to be more attempts at stolen bases. There's, the Major League Baseball is going to keep the ghost runner on second base during extra inning games. Hey, Dom, there's a lot to digest here. And let's face it, we all know 
It's not going to be long before they start using computerized umpires calling balls and strikes at the big league level. So let's get into this, Tom. I mean, look, you're, you're an old school guy. I'm as well when it comes to baseball. I assume these changes are being put in place to make the game more attractive and also to basically to like basically cut down on the time length of these games. Uh, I mean, you must, that, yeah. that's the idea, right? Yeah, you know, you, you said a mouthful there. So it's a lot that's going on this year. You know, it's the old adage, you know, the only thing that's uh, constant is change. Yep. And, you know, uh, being a college coach for many years, we went through some changes. We, you know, we had a pitch clock install, uh, installed, uh, you know, maybe five or six years ago. Um, you know, the, the runner at second base, you know, in extra inning games and things like that. And, you know, uh, like everything else, in the beginning, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of newish, you know. But then, you know, you get, to, you know, you get used to things. And I think that's what's going to happen with Major League Baseball. It's going to be a, a trial run in the beginning. There's going to be some things that are going to happen. But in the, in the long run, I think it's going to be uh, something that they're going to get used to. Now, for me, um, you know, like you just said, I'm kind of old school, but – you know, like I said, I had to. I had to also implement some new things. Uh, you know, some new new nuances uh, when I was a college coach. You know, you have to impl- imp- you know implement the new and the old, and kind of get a balance out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as you know, Major League Baseball is concerned. You know, this was all done on anal- analytics. Yes, of course. <laughs> you know, when you talk about analytics. You know, it, it was all done on surveys. Uh, Theo Epstein is the guy. Who, uh, who was implementing this for uh, Manfred, and uh, and he feels that this by you know by going out there and listening to people and and, and looking at the stats, that this is going to be the best thing to improve the game as far as getting the kids back. There is just well, so much out there, Rick, for these kids today uh, to do uh, TV and 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 different types of. Um, uh, computerized things, and it, there's just so much for them. And and baseball is competing, you know, for you know for their time. Now let me let me stop you there because obviously you know we we know that there's a lot more competition, as you say, for for younger kids. But I do think, Tom, that there's a distinction to be drawn. And again, we you and I, you know, go back to the days when, well, you know, are they going to use aluminum baseball bats? So that's that's how you, how can you let play baseball with aluminum baseball bats? But you know, that's that's happened over the years. The DH has been, you know, obviously part of the fabric now. But these changes that we're talking about which are going to happen, and they're going to be in place by the time uh, spring training games start and obviously during the regular season. The question I have is, okay, it sounds like what the owners want to do, and again, whether it's analytics, and we realize we're in the day and age of analytics, they just want to shorten the games. Okay, I get it. You can tell a batter, look, once you get in the batter's box, you cannot get out anymore. Don't take time walking around, adjusting your batting gloves or you know, fooling around with your helmet. Once you're in the batter's box, you're ready to go. Pitchers, you got, you know, 15, 20 seconds. Let's go. Let's throw the pitch. That's and, all. And that's going to be, and that's going to be a, um, a tough situation. Also, you know, hitters, you know, they step out of the box sometimes because they want to think about what the next pitch is going to be. What, you know, <laughs> but they're only going to have less than 15 seconds to get I, to stay in that box and, and, and think about things. I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. What's sort of lost in all this is that you know, when, when, when the batters, when batters take a bit time on each pitch, they're not just fooling around to basically make sure their batting gloves are okay or right. still in their hands or whatever. The batters are trying to make mental adjustments Correct. on each pitch. Nobody seems to want to say this. It's not. It's not a, just to delay the game. The batters are taking some time to reflect. That was a pretty good pitch the kid guy threw me. He threw me a slider away, or he threw me a fastball inside. That's where the batters are trying to figure out how to make adjustments. But that's going to go by the wayside, or the batter is going to have to make real quick adjustments because the clock is running. Um, same with the pitchers. In a day and age of full max pitchers, where every pitcher has to throw 95 miles per hour, it needs a little time to sort of after every pitch to sort of, you know, catch their, their, catch their breath, reflect, and so on and so forth. But you can't keep – it's hard to be a full max pitcher if every few seconds you got to be locked and loaded and ready to go again. That's tough, you know? No, no doubt, no doubt. And, uh, and like I said, they're also going to get interrupted sometime because – 
you know, that, that umpire's got a clock on them. And then if they're at, 20, at 15 seconds, that umpire is going to stop and look at the clock. You know what I mean? And it's going to stop them and it's going to throw off their mental part of the game <laughs> also. So, you know, you know, Rick, it's funny. They say, they say all of this is, you know, for the fans because, you know, there's, there's, you know, the, the games are over three hours. But I think if you asked, um, uh, four, if you asked four out of five people, you know, five good fans, do you mind the, the time of the game? I'm going to say that four and a half of them are going to say they don't mind being out there. They just want to see a good game. Yes. You know, and I also believe that uh, the the shift part of it, I thought that that was a, a very good idea to keep two people on either side of the bag. You know, but here's another thing that's get, that could happen. You might see five infielders on the field because you're allowed to do that. Yes, yes. And only two outfielders. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Rick? It, so there's going to be things that are going to be uh, – you're going to be able to combat this particular situation that they had. Uh, but I, I really believe that, you know, most people – most people don't care. Most great fans don't care. Now, I know they're thinking about the kids. You know, this is why they're doing this. They want to get the – but I'm going to tell you something. As, a, as a, a former college coach, I had my pick out there when I was recruiting. There was a lot of kids still playing baseball. Right. I don't buy the fact that there's not a lot, enough kids playing baseball. Now, I do understand. We, t- we talked about this a little bit. The fields aren't occupied. You know, when you look out and you don't see fields occupied. But I do see that there, there are a lot of kids still love the game of baseball. And it's because of our generation of, uh, of fathers that love the game before that, that they want their kids to practice and they want their kids to play. Yeah. And I do see it in my camps and clinics also because I'm usually sold out all the time, you know? Uh, and, and I, I enjoy teaching the kids, and my theory is not only to teach the kids, but to teach the kids to love the game of baseball. Because if you don't love something, you're not going to do it. All right, let me Very let me simple. let me stop you there. And we're talking this morning with Dom Scala, uh, served for many years as a longtime head baseball coach at Adelphi. Uh, Dom was uh, recently inducted into the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame, but he's touched upon a point here, which is I think uh, I really want to get deeper into because there's a difference between putting in new rule changes, and as Dom just mentioned. You know, a lot of kids still play baseball, but you would think that, I assume Major League Baseball is assuming that these rule changes are going to help to attract younger kids to the game. I, I'm i sort of skeptical of that. I don't know if that's going to have any impact at all on the kids now, because uh, the fact that there's still lots and lots of kids who love playing baseball, the numbers on the TV ratings, uh, the attendance at the stadiums is really just going downhill over the last, uh, you know, 15, 20 years. All right, let me, let me take a time out. And, yes, friends, I do want to get your calls and opinions about this because I'm eager to hear what you have to say as well. Uh, we'll take a break. 877-337-6666. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. And welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. Uh, my guest this morning is Dom Scala, longtime uh, former head coach of Adelphi University Baseball, the Panthers. Uh, and uh, we're talking about these various rule changes that are going to be hitting soon with Major League Baseball. And again, I, I'm, as I said early on, change is good, but I'm wondering if Major League Baseball expects these changes to attract younger kids to the sport. I'm a little skeptical about that. I mean, one of the things that, wait, we've got to shorten the game. The game is too long. It's too boring. Well, nobody seems to suggest, for example, that, you know, maybe the ads that run between the half innings, all the, all the commercials, which obviously are, are done to basically help pay the salaries of the ballplayers. But if Major League Baseball and the owners said, well, maybe we should just cut back on how much time we spend between innings uh, and spend, you know, because we did that, that we obviously would shorten the length of the game as well. But nobody's discussing that. Rather, they're talking about, well, we like before the break. No more defensive shifts. Well, if ballplayers, the major league level, decided that, that they want to hit the ball to all fields so they could hit 300, uh, then we wouldn't have any more defensive shifts. But instead, ballplayers today, they're being groomed in the minors to become power hitters. Because they know that's where the real money is. The guys who hit lots and lots of home runs are the ones who get the big contracts. But if everybody went back just hitting for, you know, for an average, there's no need for defensive shifts in the first place. The whole thing is, it all seems to me that it begs more, more discussion about this. I mean, back and again, you go back to the history books in the 1920s and 30s, a major league game lasted about two hours. Why? Because there weren't that many long breaks every half inning for commercials. Uh, there weren't that many relief pitchers. So I, I know these guys know what they're doing, but do they know what they're doing? And, and you know, Dom... Well, look, I promise we'll get to our callers. Let's do that. Let's start our, our conversation uh, this morning. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Mike over in Queens. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Yes, good Mike. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Dom. Yes. Yeah. I told you I'd, I'd call in. And uh, just, just to um, reiterate what you said about, you know, youth sports, and, and you and I know that, I feel like Queens and Long Island uh, feel pretty good as far as, you know, kids wanting to go to camp. And I'm actually parked outside ready for my 830 baseball clinic <laughs> here in Long Island. So I, I, I do, you know, think that sometimes it's overstated uh, that that the kids are not interested in baseball. And, and, and Dom, you're, you're a good friend. And um, I wanted to, to call in before I go into this baseball clinic right now. So... Um, well, Mike, wanted to touch base on it. Mike, well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, let me let me just jump in here, Mike, and I appreciate your 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 calling in this morning. But I just nobody loves baseball more than myself. And, and again, thank you for the call. But I got to tell you, I I'm looking at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. If you're into analytics, as that's that that's the name of the game today, the, right. base, the baseball TV ratings have been going downhill for 20 years. 
not mm-hmm. not not so slowly, but a lot. Uh, the attendance at games is is dropping off by the same amount. So clearly, something's happened in the last 15, 20 years. Not to say that there aren't millions of kids playing baseball out there who love the sport. I get all that, but there are a lot fewer kids than there were 15, 20 years ago who were doing this. You look yeah. around, Dom, as you said, when you go driving around the neighborhood, you see kids playing basketball. Uh, you've seen kids playing soccer, maybe even some uh, some touch football. Baseball games? I'm not so sure. I said anymore, and, and that's the concern here. So, well, you know, you know what, Rick? There's validity in everything that you're saying. There's validity in what you know Mike was saying, uh, because when you know, when you're down in the trenches like I am with these kids nowadays, you know, you do see the love that they have and the passion of for course, the game, and they're course. out there in the heat. You know, in the summertime when I'm having my camps and it's 98 degrees, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to. Uh, keep them hydrated and stuff like that. You want, do you want to take a break? No, no, we want to keep playing. You know, we hear, <laughs> all, we hear all that stuff, you know, but then, you know, you know what, like you said, it was validity of what you said about the commercial breaks and all of that. I, but I, I really believe you want to get, you want to get the kids back to the game. There's got to be more offense in the game. I think that people want to see offense it was evident this year with Judge, with the 62 homers, going for the, the 62 home run record. There was more people brought to the ballparks. There was more people brought uh, on TV. Um, I, I think that people want to see more hitting. And I think that's why uh, MLB is trying to get it right, you know, with the shift. You know, the shift takes away a lot of hits, as you know. We always talked about going up the middle with the ball, Rick, right when we were coaching. Go up the middle, go opposite way uh, when you can, you know. Now you hit the ball up the middle, well, well, not now, but before this, and there was a shortstop playing right over the Yes, yes. You're out. Or if you you try to pull the ball, there's a guy in in a short right field, and and you're out, you know, so – this is going to make the game, I believe, the shift rule, which I believe is the most effective one that they talked about, the one I like, you're going to get a lot more hits out of this, a lot I, more offense. I do agree, and I've felt the same way for years, that the shift should just, just ban it because it does get in the way. It keeps guys from getting hits and getting on base, and I couldn't agree more that offense is what's needed in the game. Look, we just saw last year, Dom, you know, how many games were, were – it's all about home runs, and you see a parade of batters going up, uh, swinging for the fences, and they end up with a game where one side is striking out 15 times, the other team's striking out 16 times. It's just boring. There's no offense. And you see the Correct. guys, you know, guys, you can see with the shift on, just put a bunt down or go opposite way, and you'll get a base hit every time. But the players don't do that, and they do you know, it. You know they, what, Rick? They're shifting on guys coming up from AAA. You know, yeah. these are guys that haven't been in the big leagues, and they're shifting on guys with AAA because they have stats on these guys. For instance, in 2017, there was only 22,000 shifts. Yeah. In 2022, there were 60,000 shifts. Yeah. That's I mean, a lot. Of, that's a that's a lot of that's almost every play. Exactly. That shifting on guys. And it, and it and it hurts the game. And and obviously the the analytics guys have told the owners, well, here's how it works: if you want to win ball games and get to the World Series. You gotta have. You gotta find guys who are big power hitters. You gotta find pitchers who throw over 90 miles an hour, and you gotta put defensive shifts. Yeah, and the owners might say, "Well, it's kind of a boring game now." Yeah, but you're gonna win. So that's the trade-off. Look, let me, let's. Our, our time is limited. Let's get back to some more of our calls yeah. here. Let's yeah. go to. Uh, let's go to Frank in Kings Point this morning. Hey, Frank. Good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hey guys, good morning. Um, yeah, I just friend. want to say I, I, I couldn't disagree more with you guys upon the shift. I mean, it's just an indication that the, that the hitters, they just weren't good enough. You know, while we're at it, why don't we take the blitz away in football, too? That'll generate more <laughs> touchdowns, too. You know, you know baseball, is, baseball isn't an offensive sport. Okay, baseball is a pitching. Pitch, baseball is dominated by pitching. Okay, and if these if pitching is just better right now, then let, let the pitch well, pitch. I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the shift was a tool. The shift was a tool used by the pitchers in the defense. Okay, but, you guys but, call yourself purists and stuff. Why don't we just bring the fences in fifty feet if everybody Frank, wants more uh, Frank, offense? Let's put this in perspective here. First of all, the shift. There have been shifts going back to the days of Ted Williams. The shift is not a new invention. It's been around for a long time. Number two. The hitters are, are basically part of this whole situation because they refuse to adjust and hit the ball to all fields to go against the shift because 
for whatever reason, they feel that's going to hurt, hurt their, their earning power when it comes to contract time. So the fact is, pitchers come and go. Back in the late 60s, you know, we had great pitchers uh, dominating the game, and they, they, uh, they, they lowered the, the, the height of the pitcher's mound. These things do happen, but no, it's not. The reason why we have pitchers dominating name now is because the pitchers are all trying to hit homers all the time, and they can't do that. It's as simple well, as that. I, I, I agree with you, Rick, and, and just, you know, the, the the pitching is just so much more precise these days with the relievers being a big, big part of the game throwing 98, 99, 100 miles an hour. Yep. Do you know there was only 36 complete games all last year? There's only no, 36. There's no reason for that, games. you know, because you're going to kid the ball. You want your starter to go five, six innings and then have a, some middle relief guys and hand it over to your closer. So exactly, it's all exactly. based upon full max pitching. I mean, you don't – you take it down a step here, Dom, and you know what I'm talking about. The scouts today, the scouts are all part of this as well, thinking, well, I can't recommend a kid who's a really smart, crafty pitcher who gets uh, – who changes speeds and gets batters fooled. The kid already throws 88 – Right, because they're going to say, "What? What? What are we going to do with a guy who throws 88?" So the right. day, the day and age of guys like Greg Maddox, uh, uh, Tommy Glavin, uh, Jimmy Moyer, those guys are gone. They, they just don't exist anymore because right. The and, say, and I'll tell you this: if if those guys were around today with the strike box, they wouldn't be getting those strikes that they, <laughs> that they got years ago. But you know, because they because the umpires would have got criticized, and they would have got criticized for it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different world out there today. We know that, and yet I'm not sure this is going to have the uh, – it'll, 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 it'll make some discussion for sure with baseball fans early on, but is it going to have any real major impact? Well, maybe it might reduce the game by 10, 15 minutes. Uh, who knows, 20 minutes. But it's, I don't think it's going to have an impact in getting younger kids. Yes, we know there's a hardcore bunch of kids out there all over the country who love baseball and will continue to play the game. But the kids who are in the middle, you know, the second tier of players, this is not going to make them feel more attracted to the game. They're just going to no. say, well, it's just, you know, it's so what? I don't, I don't play baseball. I'm going to do something else in my spare time. And that's. Yeah, I, I, I am sure that, uh, again, with the analytics and the surveys that Major League Baseball took, and whoever they whoever they had, I'm sure that a lot of them said about all oh, the games are a little bit too long for my son to comprehend uh, yeah. and 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 to and to stay up at night and stuff like that, you know. Because hey, let's face it, postseason games can go four hours <laughs> with all the commercials like you talked about and everything, and the pitching changes, you know. It's it's so, just. You know, and your point is well taken, and nobody's ever given a good answer for Major League Baseball. I said, well, if you're trying to attract the next generation of young baseball players, why would you start your games at uh, 8 o'clock at night when the kids by that point are yawning and want to go to bed? I mean, the games last till 10, 11 o'clock at night. The kids are asleep by then. It doesn't make any right. sense. I know there's a lot of money involved, but it doesn't seem to add up if the real ideal here is to sort of make the game attractive to the next generation. We're not seeing that, and I'm not sure these changes help a little bit. I mean, do we really think that making the bases a few inches bigger, that's really going to get more guys in the major leagues to try and steal bases? No, I just, <laughs> I just, think, I just think that, that that was done for safety at first base. And, yes, I think that uh, – I don't know if it's going to attract younger kids, but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to create a little bit more excitement, Rick, because – Guys are going to steal more. There's going to—I think there's going to be more hit and running or moving guys, oh. you know, on pitches and things like that. Because you got a little bit better chance. You know, you got six inches. Yes, I know. Uh, I know. You're, you know how that goes, Rick. That six inches is a bang bang play at second base, and most of them could be safe by now. I hear you on that loud and clear. But let's face it: very few major league teams. Maybe they have one guy on the roster who is capable of stealing a base. And I don't think they're going to change their protocol to have three or four guys stealing bases because I think they're going to sort of stick with us. And <laughs> You're right. I mean, You're right. I, and I'm telling you, the teams that ran last year yeah. were nowhere in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they were nowhere in the hunt. If you, that, look, if you look at you know, last year's statistics, you know, the teams that, that ran a lot, you know, teams like Texas and the A's, they were nowhere in the hunt, no. you know, as and far as, like, getting in the playoffs. The, to, to me, the ideal situation, you just mentioned the so-called, I call them the have-not teams, teams don't have the kind of payrolls that the, uh, you know, the Yankees or Mets have. 
But those are the teams that they can somehow find a way to go back to play old school baseball, which guys can hit, hit to all fields for they can hit and run. They can bunt for hits. Uh, they can steal bases. That would be exciting to watch. And if those teams actually did well, then you'd see more crowds come back to the games. But that's not – this is heading in the right direction, but it's not going to have the immediate kind of impact that we're looking for. All right, let me get back to some more calls here because, again, yep. our time is limited. Uh, let's go over to Ed Ward over in Elizabeth in Jersey. Hey, Ed, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning. Dom Scali, you may remember me. I used to coach at NJIT with your buddy, Danny Morigello. Yes, how you doing? How's everything? Good. Good, good, Dom. Rick, everything was brought, the points that you're talking about are great, but you want to know one of the reasons why people don't come to the ballpark? They can't afford it. Well, yes, that's the <laughs> that's other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you I will mean, have to, you know, you get, it's expensive to go to a family uh, outing in the ballpark, so. To park your car, it's $40 now. <laughs> I mean, you, look, you, if you watch Yankee games at home, look at behind home plate. That area is empty because I heard those tickets are between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars. Correct. So they, yep. there's a big factor there with, with that. It's, I was I went to about twelve Somerset Patriot games last year, and you know it was good about it. Yes, but was the pace better? Yes, but you know what it was? It wasn't like the, they had to uh, rush it to the batter's box, get to the mound. If, if the game was played, you know, it seems like the way they're talking out, they're going to rush you through everything. Correct. And one of the things I want to talk about is this. One of my former players, he's a freshman at Seth, and he, he had his first game Friday night in college baseball. And it, we, he called me after the game. We started talking. He said, Coach, all these umpires are doing is rushing us in the batter's box, and we, and we don't feel comfortable up at the plate. Correct. So I don't know why, I don't know why they're trying to rush everything. To, and, again, the big point is, and you, you both you brought it up, it's the it's the commercials. They're too long. They won't let us play. And the thing is, too, I, what should we go back to the old way? We hopefully you get seven innings out of the start, or so you don't have to bring ninety million different relievers in a game. Uh, you know, Ed, this is this is what we're looking at, and those those concerns you just mentioned, are not really being addressed by these changes. It, it, it's it's more about uh, again the the owners are trying to say, well, we want to preserve the the revenue stream we have from the TV commercials or radio commercials. On the other hand, the, the players themselves are saying, why why are we doing this? I mean, you know, you're you're rushing us to play the game, and that's not going to make for good baseball, or for that matter, even safe baseball. It it is a huge concern. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. But I think Major League Baseball, they may have some difficulty. Uh, if these things don't work out well, I mean, then they have to go back and sort of say, "Well, do we have to retrench this and figure this is out?" I mean, that—that's the concern. I have no pr- Rick, Rick and Dom. I have no problem with the clock, but you, this is what I think they should do: oh, give, give the uh, batter a little more extension instead of rushing him. You know, let him get set like like Dom was saying. Clear your head, hey, this kid threw this guy threw me a fastball. Let the batter get set, and then then put the clock on the pitcher. Okay, so this way, no one's rushing. They still feel comfortable at the plate. The pitcher knows that he has to throw it in a certain time. Yeah, and then then then, then you know you, you feel like you want to play baseball, not like let's let's get in there and then then go to hell home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree with all of that. I mean, I just think it's so confusing. It's so confusing for the for the uh, the pitcher, and it's confusing for the hitter. Oh, do I get back in now? Yeah, Did I not get... instead <laughs> of thinking about the pitch that's coming, he's thinking about. Oh, I have to get back in this box. Exactly you know, gotta, right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it, it, it's just I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't understand it. Uh, like you said, like you all said, it's about you know the commercials. But that's how, but Rick. That's how they make their money. You know, I, I give that up. I, 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 that's and that's that's the problem. Hey Ed, thank you as always for the call. Uh, I got to take a break here, but you know this is the concern here, uh, Dom. It's a it is a professional sport. We know we understand the bills to pay, whatever. But it isn't like they seem to have thought through all this. I mean, um, I mean, I remember as I was gonna say uh, back in the day, I played the minors against Mike Hargrove. Mike Hargrove literally stepped out of the box between every pitch. 
And he would mm-hmm. tug at his batting gloves, his helmet, and he was known, of course, as a human rain delay because he took so much time to bat. But I, I got to know Mike many years later. You know, you know, I was working with the Indians. He was the manager. And I used to ask Mike, what were you doing during those so-called long timeouts? He said, Rick, that's when I made my adjustments on the pitchers because I knew if I had you know, a few seconds to step out of the batter's box, I could figure out how I was going to change my, my approach to my stroke and so on and right. so forth. That's what hitters do. He was obviously a little more extreme about it, but, you know, Mike Mike lasted well over a, a decade in the big leagues. He hit up close to 300, so it worked for him. But the point is, that won't happen anymore because they're not going to allow Mike Hargroves to, to play or take the time between every pitch. All right, let me... Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, you know, today's with the analytics that they have today, these hitters pretty much know what these guys are going to throw in certain counts. They go over all of that stuff before a game. Of course, you know? of course, of course, of so, course. So there's a little bit more. They don't need as much time, but still, you still need to clear your head. You know, you still need yeah. to clear your head and say, oh, well, that's even with your swing. Well, maybe, maybe that swing wasn't the right swing for that particular pitch. I'll have to adjust my swing. You know, I, I, I mean, there are all sorts of situations, including, for example, uh, you're a batter and uh, the pitcher throws you a high, hard one and you hit the deck. OK, well, as soon as I get it, as soon as the catcher catches the ball and I have to get up and dust myself off, the clock is running. Am I going to be ready point. for the next pitch or pitchers going to use that as a weapon? I, you know, that's I tell you, man, there's a lot of things they haven't figured out yet on how this is going to play out. So yeah, throwing over the first base. I mean, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. not going to they're not going to throw over. Unless they really have to now, that's what that's what I believe. You yes, know? I that's I, exactly because right. Of course, they don't want to get into that situation where I threw over twice. Now this guy's got an advantage to go. Yeah. All right, let me, let me take a pause. My guest this morning is Dom Scala. We're talking about these new rule changes that are coming down the pike in a, in a week or so with Major League Baseball and how this is going to have a ripple effect, good or bad, in terms of baseball fans and obviously the younger generation. All right, 877-337-6666. When I come back, I'll go right back to the calls. Stay with me. Back here in the Sports Edge, friends, just not the, uh, the pandemic as hopefully seemingly calm down. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm being invited to do more uh, in-person speaking events. And if, if you'd like me to come and talk with your community or sports parents uh, at your school or, or a booster club, whatever, please just go to askcoachwolf.com on, on how to contact me for these various speaking events. And, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf. Uh, before we get back to Dom Scala and our discussion this morning about these new baseball rule changes that are going to populate Major League Ball this spring. i got to take a moment to talk about this this tragic death of a 12-year-old boy uh, over in Newark who died apparently while, play, while playing at a practice for a youth football team. And according to various uh, media reports, Elijah Jordan Brown Garcia, he died after he went to a, a football practice at Westside Park in Newark with his younger brother last week. And according to the boy's mom, Uh, The youngster had no prior health issues as a 12-year-old, and there was no tackling going on at the practice, just kids running drills. But at some point during the practice, Elijah collapsed and was in serious need of of medical help. People at the field called 911 uh, several times for help, and an ambulance finally arrived, but it got there 30 to 40 minutes later. But by that point, it was too late. Elijah was pronounced dead at University Hospital, and um, the family's awaiting for autopsy results. But Elijah's mom said she asked the coach of the team, the Essex County Predators, why no one seemed to know what to do when her son, you know, fell on the field. And the answer was that, well, none of us coaches are CPR certified. Now, since then, the coach has since pledged to get everyone on and the coaching staff to get them trained in CPR. But, of course, that, that's, that's, that's a given. That's hope that would happen. But all that doesn't help a 12-year-old Elijah. So the bigger issue to me is that this is yet another case where having some sort of state or federal oversight of a travel or a club team could have made a big, big difference in perhaps saving a 12-year-old's life. I mean, there is no reason why the state law couldn't have been mandated that all travel and club teams, youth teams, need to have the coaches CPR trained and have an AED, a defibrillator, with them at all times, just in case something like this happens. And now, look, you've heard me say this endlessly on the show. Every state uh, can mandate that public schools 
have coaches who are CPR trained and that there's an AED nearby at every practice and that coaches and trainers are using the AED and so on. This is basic life-saving stuff. But with those travel and club programs, youth teams that are outside the school district, no such laws exist. In other words, as a parent, you can only hope and pray that your kids travel or club squad are going to have coaches who are certified in CPR. I mean, that's, that's as simple and as basic as that. And again, there's no guarantee that even with CPR or AED being used that Elijah uh, could have been saved. But without those basics of first aid, well, that poor kid didn't have much of a chance. All right, that's enough from my soapbox, but this is, this is basic fundamental stuff. We have to do better, as simple as that. Okay, uh, Dom, let's get back to some of our calls as our, as our time is fleeting. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Jack Smithlin over in Jersey. Jack, good morning. You're next up on, on the Sports Edge. How, how are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, you know, now, now that you changed your time, I'm now doing lessons at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and you know, the dog is up every morning. So, plus, I was just, I was just talking with my last lesson, um, Mike Rich and his daughter, Sarah, all about this show today. And, you know, we're, on, we're in agreement on a lot of this stuff. You know, I always said to you, if you want to watch baseball the way it used to be played, watch a girls' softball game. Yeah, you know, they bunt, they slap, they hit and run, they steal, they move runners, they do what they need to do to score runs. You know, nobody works for runs anymore. Either you hit it over the fence or you don't hit it over the fence. Yep, and that's yep. that. And I think with what you said, taking all of these particular new rules, I, you know, I'm an old school person exactly like you. And I, and I told you many times, you and I think so much alike, it's scary. But the point is, when we put a runner at second base in extra innings, I feel like we're cheating. To speed up the game, we put a runner. Why not working the runner onto the base and moving them over, you know, and things like that. You know, the DH, you know, in a, in a way, the DH is good in ways, especially at youth sports, because it gives another kid an opportunity to get involved. Right. That's great. Yep. But it takes strategy out of baseball. You know, you're up and you're down by one run and your pitcher gets up at second and third with uh, one out or whatever in the last inning. You put a hitter in for him. Now you don't have to do that. That's, no. That's ridiculous. So well, with these rules, Rick, I do say exactly what you're saying. You know, the shift itself, I'm a hitting coach. I'm a, you know, supposedly people call me a hitting specialist. I don't know if I'm there, but the point is, is that teach your kids to hit the other way. You want to take the shift off? Lay down a bun every once in a while. You know what? So... The shift will add, you know, taking the shift away, making sure that there are two guys on each side of second base, that will add to offense. But when you get power pitches throwing against power hittings, it's the most boring thing in the world to watch. Yep. I love to watch a kid. You know, the most exciting play in baseball is an inside-the-park home run. Nothing more exciting than that. You know, so I agree with everything you're saying. It's sad to see what's happening to baseball. The fanatics will sit six hours at a game. I'll sit six hours at a game. I'll never turn away. <clears throat> I never left during extra innings to beat the traffic. You know, those are not diehards. And like Ed Ward said, and I agree with him, the money is amazing. You know, $40 to park a car, it's, it's nuts. So the thing that they're doing right now with baseball is taking away from the game. Their kids are not going to be excited. What happens to that kid who's not a power hitter? He might as well go oh. find another sport right now. He's, that, well, kid, that kid's out of luck, right, Dom? You must well, that's that. why that's why you got to have teachers like yourself and myself and some of the old school guys because we're still teaching that. But some of the new school teachers, if you go to these, these indoor facilities okay. nowadays, they have all kind of monitors set up. They have driveline. They have uh, Rapsodo. You know, they, they have they have all different types of, um, of um, you know, mechanisms and where they're teaching this launch angle stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's where the home runs are coming in. If you teach launch angle, you're going to hit the ball. You're going to try to hit the ball over the fence. But that's, you, you know what? Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I studied this in the launch angle, and this is science. This is not coach. Smithland or Coach Edward or anybody. This is science, okay? When you have a launch angle, there's only one spot on that ball that you have to hit in order to put it over the fence. When you're hitting down through the ball, seriously, there are three spots that you can put the ball in play and get base hits. 
I'm having every one of my college hitters, and this I've talked to you about this, Rick. Every single one of my college hitters is choking up on the bat. You want to put the ball and play more and, and shorten up the game and not swing at three pitches and miss? Shorten up your bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched you, Rick, at, when you went back to baseball at 40-something years old, or however old you were, and your bat, you were halfway up the bat, and you batted, what, 480 during those times? <laughs> Come on. It Just, only adds right. to the game. Get rid of all these rules. Go back to the way baseball used to be played, and I guarantee you, more kids will be involved. You know, instead of paying $30 million to watch your shortstop not run out of play at first, you know what? Ooh, Look ooh. at their salaries. You get more people in the game. Come on. Jack. Jack, I love it. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jack. And and um, you know, I, I you know, obviously, uh, I think we, I certainly agree with Jack. And and yeah, baseball is a game that the the traditions, the legacies are gone, are being lost. Uh, choking up with a baseball bat, something I always did. Um, but it's just not there anymore. As you said all the technology, the the equipment, the high tech stuff, the Repsoto spin rates. I mean, yeah, but you still got to hit the ball. You still got to make people- contact. You know. and, and, deep, and people and people buy into this stuff. That's the thing. The more equipment they have in these indoor facilities, <laughs> excuse me, the better uh, they feel about their kid is learning. Yeah, you because know, you know, like when we were younger, we didn't have any of this stuff. I look at old pictures of me hitting. I had a little bit of an uppercut swing, uh, depending on where the pitch was. You have a little bit of a launch angle when you swing. It's the only way to get the ball in the air. Now, I'm not saying I had a, an uppercut swing like a Justin Turner, you know, or somebody like that. But when you, if you had a high pitch and you were hitting it, you, again, had to get to the ball, and you were going to hit the bottom of that baseball, and that's what made you lift it. Yep. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, of course. You know, it's, it's kind of like, look at, look at Babe Ruth. If you look at Babe Ruth, he had a launch angle swing back in the day. Right? Of course. If you look at his swing. But he wasn't looking at it at a launch angle. He was looking at it on how he could square up the baseball the best way he can. Yes. And that's what you need to do. You have to approach hitting as uh, based upon what your body physique is all about. In other words, if you are Ted Williams and you're 6'4", uh, 200 plus pounds, and you have 2010 vision. Okay, that's pretty unique, and you're left-handed. But other guys who would, weren't six four, guys who were like five ten, five eleven, uh, guys said, you know what? I'm not going to hit a lot of home runs like a Babe Ruth or a Ted Williams. I want to hit the ball where it's pitched, hit it the opposite way, put the ball into play, learn how to bunt, learn how to hit and run, and that might make give me a shot at playing professional baseball. But that's hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. It's all gone now because the scouts are looking for guys who have a big, you know, big uppercut swing who can hit the ball occasionally a long way. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to me how baseball has sort of gone so overboard. And maybe you know, baseball will go back, you know, back and forth, up and down. But it's just so bizarre how this all plays out, Dom. I, I don't know how this is going to have an impact. We'll see some discussion. I think what's going to take place is, unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of umpires calling timeout to discuss yes. with their with their crew. Like, okay, when is this, when, this? what do I do here in this play? Is that the right interpretation? What's the right ruling here? I mean, there's going to be a lot more of this nonsense of umpires talking because they don't know the rule interpretations either because it's all, you know, uncharted territory, and that's not good. So I don't know how this is going to play out, uh, but – and you make a case, perhaps, that this Major League Baseball is aware they have to do something, but I don't know how this is going to translate into more fannies in the seats or more kids at home watching a TV. I just don't see this. And I don't. Know I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of frustration in the beginning, you know, with not only the umpires but the players and the managers. You know, like they're going to put, throw their hands up. What's going on here? We, we're we're ruining the rhythm of the game here, you know what I mean? There's got to be a rhythm in the game yes, in order it, to succeed. I mean, I mean, if pitchers learned how to throw strikes and threw them as soon as the ball comes back from the catcher and they're ready to, to go and the batter is ready to go, yeah, the game will get speeded up. But the fact is most pitchers 
and Dom, you know this. You know how many times you play behind a pitcher who would take his time between every pitch. Like there was like, <laughs> you know, especially if it's cold and it's overcast and it's raining. Oh, no doubt. No you go doubt. nuts. Like, Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. But maybe that'll help speed up some of these pitchers. But I'm telling you, I, I just don't know how this is going to play out, and I don't know if this is going to have the kind of positive impact that we all want Major League Baseball to have. Um, but again, yeah. at least they're trying. Uh, I'll give them that. So, uh, I, yeah, I think I think I think that the uh, the intention is good. Uh, whether it works or not uh, it remains to be seen, as you said. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see in these first few games, you know, with the big clocks on the side and everything. When it gets to 15, do you just stop it if he's almost in his motion? You know what I mean. <laughs> and, and you point the clock and, and whatever whatever the penalty is going to be. You know, as far as like, but I think it's going to just, I, I think it's something that, because when we did it in college, if, if it's moving along, if a guy is like one second over or something like that, you're not going to bother him. But if he's five seconds over, then you're going to have to talk to him, give him a warning about it. Yeah, you know? but I, you know, there aren't going to be any warnings. They're going to say that's, you know, that's you're going to get charged a strike or whatever, or charge a ball. But I, it's just so screwy. And of course, the whole beauty of baseball from day one is this is the one of the few sports that doesn't have a clock attached to it. Well, that's that's Correct. going to change. That's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I I, I tell you, Dom, it's it's amazing. Um, if you had come to me, you know, 20, 30 years ago about changes in baseball this drastic, I would never have believed it. But we'll see. Anyhow. Agreed. Dom Scala, I thank you so much for coming on this morning. Friends, find out more about Dom and his background in baseball and his camps at DomScalaBaseball.com. Uh, he runs a lot of camps in this area, and obviously he gets great, great accolades for it. Okay. Thank you again, Dom. That's thank gonna, you. You bet. Thanks, uh, my, of course, to the Zoom man, Ed Arzuman, this morning. That's all the time I have. Uh, Pete Hoffman is up next here on The Fan. I'll see you next Sunday, 8 a.m., right here on The Sports Edge. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.